With the arrival of spring and no doubt much excitement in gardens across the country, some very welcome news. BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair returns to beautiful Bewley in Hampshire from Friday the 29th of April to Sunday the 1st of May. And joining me to look forward to the show is the brilliant Adam Frost. Adam, great to catch up with you uh, once again. Um, I guess you're looking forward to Bewley. It'll be uh, your second visit. Yeah, I I think it was obviously, yeah, the second visit. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. it. I was sort of a little bit blown away. Didn't know quite what to expect last time. Um, and I think as well, it was one of those times when people were given a little bit of freedom, you know, so they were out and about. So it was great to see people. But also the place is absolutely stunning. So your experience from last year, which was your first visit, you went in wide-eyed and, and very excited. What can people expect at this year's show? I would say straight away is a lovely atmosphere, um, a real sort of family feel. And then on top of that, you know, as per normal, wonderful nurseries that we can all go shopping at. Um, I might actually get there because I'm there on the first day, aren't I, on the on the Friday the 29th. So what I'm hoping is I'll get there before everyone else and I can whip around all the nurseries, you know, and get my hands on any goodies before anybody arrives. That's what I'm really hoping. Um, and then we've got sort of beautiful borders and then we've got Hillier's there again. And the, the garden that Hillier's put on last time um, was brilliant. Um, and from what I understand, my old mate Matt Biggs is there as well. So, yeah, I think it's it's a lovely sort of compact version of of Gardeners World Live that obviously happens later on in the year. Mm. You know, I think it, it's one of those that's sort of it will whet everybody's appetite for <laughs> the season ahead. I think it really will. Now, you've already mentioned uh, Matt Biggs, of course, uh, another favourite, and Joe Swift is going to be there as well on the BBC Gardener's World magazine stage. And and I know that stage experience, when you get up close to, to all of the people who come to the show, is something you really like, isn't it? It is. I mean, it, I mean, if I'm really honest, over the last, what have I been on, five, six, I can't remember how many years I've been on Gardener's World, but the one thing that's blown me away has been that relationship with the with the viewers and then you know to see people live and they talk about the bits you're doing or bits about their gardens and whatever and i think it's really nice mix it's me isn't it then it's joe and then um on the sunday it's francis so i think it's that's a nice blend for people to get mm. lots of different sort of ideas and and we've all got a slightly different take so that's great one of the consequences i think uh, adam of um the lockdown period was that a lot more people became interested in their gardens and gardening and a lot of those i suspect will be coming to the show um what advice would you give people who are newbies, the ones who are, who are coming? And there's going to be so much there. How, you know, what, what advice would you give them in terms of using their time wisely, but particularly in terms of how they plan their new gardens? Yeah, I, th I think if you sort of the new garden thing, if, if they've jumped on during those last couple of years, my first bit of advice was was keep on keeping on because it's, you know, it's not all going to be plain sailing. And you are going to have moments when you think, why am I doing this? Um Keep doing it. But I think as well, you know, look at, think about the time of year. Um, look at your garden and think, well, actually, do I, you know, I'm looking to add colour. You know, when is it you're looking to add colour? Um, and you imagine, you know, a lot of the sales will be those early sort of, you know, late April, early May flowering plants. Now, if you think about it, if you keep popping out month by month to garden centres or shows or whatever it might be, 
and keep adding just one or two, you're slowly going to build up a garden that carries you through the 12 months, you know, um, and make sure you get yourself a decent lunch <laughs> and have a sit down and actually enjoy the scenery, you know, because um, that's one of the things about these days out that the BBC stuff do is that you haven't just got the, the gardeners and the stages, you've normally got really good food as well. Mm. And access to the gardens at Bewley, of course, yeah. where you can have a wander yeah. around. It is it is a fantastic setting, isn't it? So yeah. uh, we've spoken in the past, Adam, about the frost garden at home, yeah. which I think you've said to me is is um, an on <laughs> an ongoing project, a constant ongoing project. What what sort of things are you going to be doing with it this year? Um, well, I mean, to be honest, mate, I'm I'm sort of I'm at a moment of I'm not quite sure. I'll be really honest because I'm at a moment of change. Um, so I'm I'm doing a bit of planning at the moment. I'm I'm being really honest with you. I'm really not sure at this point in time. I, I've had a difficult winter with, um, said to you before, Mrs. Frost has not been my best. But, you know, so for me, it's been a moment of just stepping back. Um, I'm just looking forward to things starting to come out of the ground and then going from there, really. Mm. Like cooking and music and anything artistic, um, they go in phases things become trendy and things become popular and then fall out of favour. What might be catching your eye about what's going to be, uh, you know, in uh, in vogue for this year and into next year? I don't know. I, I'm quite, I, in a weird way, I normally talk about gardens and, and trying to sort of avoid fashion, um, he says, then follow that up with uh, actually one of my ongoing things has been looking for veggies that are slightly different. And that's probably my hobby, really, is growing veggies. But then I'm probably have still got a slight addiction with plants. So I've started to sort of look more at, at succulents and woodland plants seem to be one of the things at the moment. I think that's one of the wonderful things about gardening is that we can all find a, a route that we want to go down. Mm. I think gardens in general moving forward. I don't know, for me, you know, it's a little bit more now about backing off and not being so controlling and and letting wildlife in, you know, and I, I think that's going to be a key thing in general going forward. If you haven't already made a note in your diary, it's Friday the 29th of April to Sunday the 1st of May. Uh, fingers crossed for some sunshine, hopefully. Um, Adam, what's about the whole sustainability issue? That's something that everybody's talking about uh, at the moment, isn't it? Sustainable gardens are becoming increasingly important. Yeah, which I, I think that's what I said in a way, mate, that, you know, the way that we maintain gardens, I I feel a little bit we're we are a little bit controlling. So, you know, you will tidy up before the winter really gets stuck in. By doing that, we're taking away habitat, we're taking away food, cutting our grass week in, week out, you know, you leave it a little bit longer every four weeks, you create that diversity. Um, I'm quite well, I get called stepto my house because i don't like throwing anything away so i think that idea of revamping make do mend um yeah, I, I think actually to be fair a lot of gardeners are quite thrifty so they like that in general mm. you know to be able to sort of um recycle and and so for me then naturally drawn to to that idea 
and actually how we will evolve as we move forward for gardeners. But I think it, a lot of it's just about backing off, really. Mm. If the summer event at the NEC last year was anything to go by, you and I stood in the sunshine chatting, didn't we, which was lovely. Yeah. The number of young people, and, I, and yeah. I mean sort of school school kids, that were yeah. at the show, and we're, we're getting so excited about gardening. God, it was, it was great to see, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think, uh, you know, I think it's... The, the key bit with the youngsters is when they leave the primary schools going through secondary school. I think, you know, part of our job really as, as gardeners is, is keep encouraging the teenagers, um, you know, and, and show them what a world it is. I mean, I always bang on about the fact that actually, you know, if you understand what's going on outside your back door, you've got a very good chance of understanding a wider environment, you know. And I think interestingly as well, with so much in the last couple of years, you've not just got the that power of green and understanding the environment but you know our mental and our physical health mm. has become a, a big thing and even with working with some of the youngsters that I have um, there's there's something there's something in that calmness in that connection with the earth whatever it without sounding too deep and meaningful but I, I wonder as well whether that's something for for young people as well mm. you know it's just that simple connection with nature really absolutely anybody who's got a hobby likes a bit of a bit of kit don't they a gadget um yeah. and probably i don't know maybe gardeners are a bit more traditional uh, about it but is there any any classic bit of bit of you kit that you think any new gardener should have and that's quite interesting is it because i'm i'm on the sort of that that sort of cusp of of changing um to a lot more sort of you know electric stuff um with you know with far of the sort of those more mechanical type tools but actually in reality i would say someone new get yourself a decent spade a decent fork um and i've got a lovely hand trowel that i enjoy using and and i suppose the last thing was is is the best secateurs you can buy you know for for whatever your budget is really and it's just those 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 proper handy bits of kit that you that you know all last years. Mm, absolutely. I think the best bit I ever, um, uh, best thing I ever got was a really good set of gardening gloves. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sort of, um, I don't wear them, mate. But I think that's very <laughs> old <sensible>. school. <laughs> well, looking at my hands, it's probably very sensible. You probably were sensible, yeah. Um, I can remember my nan. Apparently, no, I can't remember, but I was told that I was, I was taught to propagate cactus when I was about four or five years old, and apparently she didn't give me gloves. So that's Ooh. how early, mate, that it, you know. So probably my hands are like concrete. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's not just being in the garden, uh, Adam, is it? Because uh, you're an author as well. You do the books. And, of course, we'll talk about uh, the TV show in a moment. But uh, how's the whole uh, book bit going? Yeah, well, I mean, I've got one coming out at the end of the month, um, 31st of, of March. So I've got one coming out. And then I've got um, a BBC book coming out. It's sort of October time. Um, it seemed a really good idea, mate, to sign up to writing two books in lockdown. <laughs> um, then when all the photographs happened to happen in one season and now I finish one and I'm concentrating on the other, I'm not sure it was such a great idea, but um, but they've been, you know, they've been really good. And one is more about exploring, partly what you talked about, really, about using your hands, you know, recycling, making things. And whereas the other one taps into sort of how I garden, which, which again, I suppose, dips into that idea of, of what will a garden be and, you know, how controlling we are and, and how I go about it. So mm. yeah, it's, um, it's interesting when you sit down and start putting pen to paper and 
um, I don't know. There's a lot in there, isn't there? I've been doing it since I was, you know, crawling, I suppose. So it's trying to get the information out onto the page without ignoring the obvious bits of information because mm. it's what you do. That's the bit that I find most challenging. Mm. And what about the TV show, the filming schedule? You're all busy all yeah. year round pretty much with it, aren't you? But what's uh, what's happening on that front? Yeah, I mean, it looks like um, it look, it'd be a really good year. I've already been out and, and done one. Um, obviously, the programme, um, I think, might, you know, the series might run a little bit longer this year. I think we've got a few more um, winter specials as well. Um, I'm just really looking forward to, to getting out and and doing it again, you know. I think we're it's lovely. We all get to go off and explore the things that we love in a lot of ways so yeah and it's the it's the cruise it's the catching up with you know the directors and the camera people and the sound people and you know researchers and it's just a lovely mm. thing to go and do to be honest it's a privilege in mm. a sense and I, I guess also the bit that people don't see is that you might do one or two days filming for a, a two three or four minute insert oh yeah well, we do i mean even for the you know when we do our um our slots each of us do our slots you know when we when monty sort of talks off to you know goes off to us that's sort of whatever it is six seven minutes is a, is a day's filming mm. yeah yeah so it's and a, how many yeah, come on let us well, into a secret how many retakes how many how many times well, do you have I mean, to redo your bits well well it's not so in a weird way it's not so much the redoing you because they they cut and you only have one camera so they cut between different things so if you imagine they'll do something from a distance then they might want the same thing close up then they might want what they call you know in, in a sort of a mid shot so they can move in and out of the same thing and then cut away and go into different things so yeah it's um it's i was going to use it there's a lot of standing about to be honest mate <laughs> hurry up and wait uh, they say don't they? <laughs> well do you know what the worst thing yeah the worst thing about filming normally when i finish the day when I'm out on the road, is my back hurts because my back starts hurting when I'm standing. I'm all right if I'm doing. So if I'm at home hosting the program, I'm fine. But if I'm out, by the end of it, my back hurts. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm much better off with my hands and knees in the mud, really, in the soil and just doing. Yeah. And that, that's the glamorous bits that the public don't yeah. see. Fantastic. Um, BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair is at the beautiful Bewley in the New Forest in Hampshire, Friday the 29th of April to Sunday the 1st of May. And uh, on the Friday is where you can catch up with the brilliant uh, Adam Frost. Adam, uh, just give me the details how can people get more information and uh, of course importantly book tickets yeah well i look forward to seeing everybody and it go on to bbcgardenersworldfair.com there you go adam enjoy your return visit to uh, Bewley, and i know you're organizing the sunshine already aren't you i'm going to hopefully pack it in the back of the car mate and bring it with me adam frost many thanks